two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. And welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Uh, once again, another another overload week. Every week, man. That's why I pick Thursdays. It's, it's, it's overload. Thir- it's complete and total overload. Today today was uh, a one-two combination of uh, Google Stadia and the Destiny or the Bungie stream. Uh, those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We are live every single Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on Mixer.com slash 30 and Still Gaming. We're also live right now on Facebook.com. Uh, uh, we're also live on YouTube, uh, 30 and Still Gaming, and I think we're also at uh, uh, Mob Crush on uh, TVs. 50 million TVs p- potentially be watching us right now they're on 50 million televisions um so that's where we are you can listen and watch us on itunes spotify google play uh and also anchor.fm if one of the mods will put the podcast in the in the in the chat if you're listening to us on youtube or facebook come on over um uh what's it called come on over to uh to mixture.com slash 30 and still gaming um Lots to talk about, man. All right, so today's show, we're going to be talking about Todd Howard's interview with IGN, right? We're going to talk about Google Google Stadia. We are. We're going to talk about it. Google Stadia, uh, a bunch of information on that. We're going to be talking about Bungie, Bungie and their whole their whole uh, blah, roadmap, basically of what that what they're doing, right? Yep. Um, lots of little things that Stadia didn't mention but showed which leaked a lot of information without leaking information. Like it was official, but not official. Yeah, if you, if you, if so you paid it, if you pay attention, there's a lot of little things, right? There's a lot of little things inside their video that they didn't mention that are actually uh, in there, uh, which are three potentially coming to another platform. Um, Blizzard uh, reportedly canceling a game and working on two other ones. Uh, Death Stranding made a completely new genre. At least that's what he's saying. Uh, Microsoft uh, needs to bring it. Needs to bring it. There's um, we're gonna be talking about E3 just a little bit with Microsoft. Battlefield Five's got some updates. Minecraft has a new augmented reality, which is that does look interesting, which is mind-boggling to me. Um, and a couple other things. A couple other things. Um, so let's get started. Let's get started with um, let's get started with Bethesda and IGN. Okay, we have I have a couple of clips here. It's an eight minute long video, and I kind of want to just let him talk. Okay, and we're, we're gonna listen and we're gonna comment on it as as we go along. Okay, so I'm gonna start it off, and he starts off. Let me let, let me let me let me state this before we do anything. Right, say what you want about Todd Howard and Bethesda. Right, if you if you're a fan of theirs or if you're you're like they're on their shit list. Okay, for the rest of your life cool right i want you to take a perspective of owning a business okay or running ahead of a business and then being completely transparent now after the fact right which that's the biggest thing i don't like about what he he went 
and did. But now he's transparent and kind of let the cat out of the bag for the rest of the industry, right? About the type of game. There's a game of service, Fallout 76. So I'm going to play this video. We're going to listen to him, and then we'll discuss back and forth. I know me and Sarge are on, you know, a little uh, bit different. Is big fall game, not under your personal... This team I don't, I don't know if you want me to talk there was all a lot of people. No, I'll, just, I'll stop it. I'll stop it. it. Was, uh, Austin, the Austin team was, was are they the, the kind Austin of... Austin studio, I mean, the whole studio in Austin's working on it. They, I think they've done a really incredible job, but there's a lot of people uh, here in Rockville and yeah. in Dallas and in Montreal. Okay, so there he says the main part of Fallout 76 is Austin. That's the main studio, Austin. In Rockville, they had they his studio where he works, Montreal. All of them had pieces put in but but he's throwing austin underneath the bus right <clears throat> because he says i'm proud of everybody oh, that was right that yeah, was a lot. yeah i understand I, I like i get it i get he's a boss everybody has to make everybody look good i get it you're proud of your workers i get it well listen he's got to play and balance both sides right you don't want your ceo or your head of your studio to walk out and said Everybody in the studio fucked up, and they're all no, a bunch of shitstorm, no, right? No, I do not. I do yeah. not expect that for him. What I expect is that a triple A gaming company releases a triple A product. Well, okay, not a flaming pile of shit, and then says, "I agree." Well, it's a work in progress. I agree. It'll be done. When it's done because every game as a service comes out crappy, and it matters where it gets to, not where it is. Right. And that statement alone destroys the entire industry. That 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 right there is the thing. Now, look, I get it what he's saying and we said when we first saw the intro of fallout 76 this time last year before e3 we said on this podcast that it was a test 100 percent before even yeah. the game coming out i called right. it was 100 a, a test right and now you have to look at it as yes destiny was out division was out all these other places were out but look at the status of the last two games of service to come out was fallout 76 well, we'll skip Division 2 because they've already were out, right, with Division. And now Anthem. And Anthem and Fallout 76 both fell flat on their face, right? Right? Fell flat on their face. Now, to come out and be Stepford Wife about everything that went wrong with the last seven months of this game, and he's just sitting there, and he says this. He's like, yeah, um, yeah you know, we're fine. So that, but I, that feel, I feel fine. So was, was McCaffrey says... Not. Super well received. Wasn't well received. Uh, critically, certainly. Wasn't critically. McCaffrey uh, is scared to ask questions. You can tell he is. He's he's completely scared to ask questions yeah. because he knows that no matter how he phrases it, he is completely in his disillusion bubble. Yeah. And, and he doesn't also want to get blacklisted, right? <laughs> that's, but, but that's let's be how, honest. But that's not how journalists are supposed to work. Journalists are supposed to be there to tell the truth. Yeah, but journalists... If you're not allowed to tell the truth... Because the game company's going to blackball you, then you're not going to get truth. You're going to get lies and misinformation. Right, but you also can't be a uh, you can't be a publicist or not a publicist. You can't be a news journalist when you run ads and banners of the game that's coming out on your site. Do you know? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, if you're a CNN reporter and you're interviewing the oil company and your banner says "Buy gas now," there's a problem there. There's a problem there. Your perception of what how industry how journalism is supposed to work is so skewed I, I i think everybody needs a little lesson on how the fuck journalism actually works yeah people it's are afraid their job to ask the tough questions about what the fuck happened yeah you're a triple a company you release the game you charge full price for a game it's broken completely totally broken yep. and he sits there in that chair and he goes 
Yeah, we knew. We, we knew. knew. Yeah. Some bumps. Yeah, bumps. Yeah. Bumps. Yeah. <laughs> bumps. I almost did a spit take when yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Bumps. All right. All right let, let's listen to it a little bit more. Do, do you have an idea of, of how it's going to land, or were you caught off guard by the launch of that we game? We knew we were going to have a lot of bumps. I mean, that's a difficult development. A lot of new and I agree. I agree. He says it's a difficult development, and there's a lot of testing that needed to go on. I, I agree with that. Hold on, we're gonna let him talk. Systems and yeah. things like that. Hey, we're gonna go try this new thing. And anytime you're gonna do something new like that, you know you're gonna have your bumps. Uh, you know that a lot of people might say that's not the game we want from you, but we still want to be somebody who's trying new things. Um, and that was a very difficult, difficult development on that game to get it where it was. And we were ready for, you know, a lot of those difficulties ended up on the screen. And we knew, hey, look, um, we're, we, this is not the type of game that people are used to from us. And we're going to get we're going to get some criticism on it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that very well-deserved criticism. Because that's, I mean, you'd been on, uh, like. Look, you can't even the, stare at him. Hot Las Vegas type of, of winning streak sure you personally like a like a todd howard your sure. name on something so that was uh that was but we knew that going into this we knew it's yeah. not that right yeah you would now now you have to also it's a test right it's a test we said it before it was a test and i'm not i'm not harping on that but when he says the bumps and that all games that come out like this it's not about how they release but where they go bullshit that to me is the bar, bar the bar is basically you, you made kickstarter right you had an idea for a thing you sold it for full price at least kickstarter has the decency to give it to you at a at a discounted rate before it comes out or doesn't come out okay i mean look at star citizen it got its money up front it's still developing a game hasn't released yet it still hasn't released yet seven years Okay, where Fallout 76 is like, yeah, we're good. We're, we're just going to release it. Say what you want, okay? But they uh -oh, there's, right. there's oh. companies that didn't release games. These guys released a game. Now, let me tell you this. I had a blast playing Fallout 76 when it came out, but it was buggy and fucked up and crashed all the time. It was, it was, a, it was a broken game. If it launched this E3, okay, if it launched this E3... We would have a completely different outlook on this game because right now the game is actually in a decent spot. Not a good, still not a good game, all right? Still not at releasing possibility, but it's a shit ton better than it was when it released seven months ago, okay? It, so so how, long, how long do you believe that game was in development? I believe that game was in development less than 18 months, right? Because think about it. We always say that a game... A good game takes three to five years. Three to five years to be a good game. That's if all the pistons are working, everyone's working together, it becomes a good game where it's like a 60, 70 meta rating, something like that. Three to five years, okay, or five to seven years is a great game, right? Then you're talking about the Rockstar, the, the Gods of War. If this game was eight, more than 18 months, I'd be very surprised. Right now, with the seven months on top of it, we're at two years. So Listen. this time next year, this would be a game to release. Three right. years. Let's let let's cut through the chase and let's talk about the brass tacks. Okay, either it was Zenimax or it was somebody else in the company that said that they want them to do a a GAS game. They want a gas game out of Bethesda. What can you guys do? Well, we're not going to be ready. I don't think we can do a gas game like that. Well, why don't you take something you currently have? 
right? And why don't you try to make it into a gas game so we have something to release for this year because we need something on the books for this year. Can you guys do that in 18 months or two years or whatever you believe that the time frame is? Yeah, sure. And they said, sure. Yeah. Sure, let's well, let's make a go of it. Let's make a well, go of it. Wait a minute let's now. Let's try to get a gas game. Do you remember, okay? we did a, remember we did an article where Todd asked for more employees and he was denied, right? He was denied for the studio to get more employees. So he created this game for the live service game and they hired an additional 200 or 100 people okay hold on a second so to get this to get the people that he needed for the studio to work on elder scrolls 6 or to star or starfield this is the game that he needed so the investors would give the money so they could get the extra people into their studio right so from us as a, as a standpoint as customers looking at yes it's a fucked up decision that you gave us a shitty game i paid full price for and now you you put it on sale one week after uh twice you know whatever uh after it launched and then you're 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 stepford wife about it where it's it's perfect but behind the scenes we don't know what's going on as far as what he had to do well, to get the other people the to make the together, better games down the road but i can put the pieces together i've been around long enough to put the pieces together that's a cash grab that was to get people interested in the fact that Bethesda could do a games-as-a-service using a current IP that was popular. That's why they chose Fallout, because of the because of the player base that's, that roots for Fallout, okay? So you drop a cash grab to test a theory for your, for your investors to see if you can make a gas game. And like, oh, yeah, we could do one, right? Oh, it's a flaming shitstorm, but we can do it. So now what you you bring up some you bring up some buzz about that you can do it so we can get some get some more investment. Meanwhile, the player base is like, what the fuck, bro? What the fuck? I, I think in the long run, sometimes as a business, uh, I'll, I'll use the analogy as a sports team. Sometimes you have a championship team and it doesn't gel and you have to suffer for a year or two to build that team back up. And I believe that Fallout 76 was this destroy destroy the team bring other fresh people in and this is the goat right 76 is the is that 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 shit game that you throw out where they can still make money on it right because think about it as an investor as an investor you're like how much money do we have to give you oh we need we need 10 million dollars or 100 million dollars to to make this game they're like no way and he's like all right well we have Elder Scrolls Six and uh, Starfield coming out, and I need to hire 100 more people. And they're like, okay, we'll give you the money. Then he allocates those people, puts them into this thing. It's a late start, but now he has more people to throw on the game so they can start building it up, right? They had to lose for the next year or two to build up so they can have it. He says in this interview, he says, look, you can't always have the hits, right? You, we've had the games of the year, right? And we've had games that have just gone underneath the underneath the carpet, right that's that's what it is so i believe as a consumer i'm looking at going yeah i'm i'm pissed off right that you gave us this game and it was an incomplete game but as a business person i'm looking at it going he's got to make the hard choices and to answer duplice's question why do i think it's todd howard i never said it was todd howard's fault i said that he's the spokesperson he's the leader so he's the face of the company i don't care if it's zenimax or bethesda he's the face of the company when you say bethesda you think todd howard that's what you do right that's what it is so I'm not blaming him, but if you're going to take that job, then you take the blame. That's just the way it comes, right? So I think he has to be the bad guy, and he's got to take the stuff. And it takes, a, it takes a type of person. I could not do his job, right? I could not stay there and tell you with a straight face 
that yeah i believe in that game and, and stuff like that i couldn't do it right but at the end of the day it's it's a corporate it's a corporate world that he's in right he's not a, he's not a designer anymore he's a corporate i don't want to say corporate shill because he's not a corporate shill he's a no, no, cor he's doing he's doing his job right he's doing exactly what his job is and i believe look from florida being a marlins fan or being a mets fan from new york okay they put a shit ton of money in and they suck and then they get rid of everybody and they go to other people's teams and they win world series but our team is like the minor league right and they have to destroy it before it gets better that's what i think bethesda is doing right now they have to struggle for a year or two and i swear to god we're a goldfish remember right and i'm putting us all in this in the, in the situation together when they announce starfield whenever that is if it's next e3 two years from now and they show it and it's on next gen and stadia and whatever else everyone's going to forget fallout 76 they're gonna move on with their lives they're gonna be like there it is bethesda's back baby and that's just and that's just the way it is right because even the angriest fan okay of bethesda when they go go kill yourself todd howard you ruined fallout 4 for me or your fallout 76 even though they're angry they're giving feedback because they love they're they're passionate fans and that's why they're talking the shit that they talk I get it, bro. I get it. Just let the thing play. It's an eight-minute video. It shouldn't take us 40 minutes to watch. Well, it. Here, well here's what he this says. I can fast forward. You don't want to read that. I can fast forward. Just, just let it play. Let it play. Let it play. No meaning. Yeah, this isn't a game, even from the beginning, this is not going to be like, you know, high Metacritic game. That's not what this is, um, given what it is. And But we knew, we felt strongly, this is a game we want to play. This is something we really want to do. And all of the games Turn like this, for a test for somebody else, you can go back and look at them. There's a period once you launch. It's not how you launch. It's it's what it becomes. And that's and, what irritates know, me right there. What he says. Can't be prouder of the team that's worked on it. They've worked tirelessly, and and it's really turned around. It's a, a fabulous game and an incredible community around it. How do you is is there a? I've worked thirty six hour shifts on a shitty movie. Just let you know. Over that, I worked hard. Getting, you know, Still a shitty movie. The, the reputation that it that it got at launch and kind of winning people back over. I think well, there's no strategy other than just keep making the game better. Um, and they'll people who play it and they'll come back and it was by the way It's been very popular, right? So yeah. it was a huge release for us um, the community around it's really really strong Obviously, it got a lot of criticism He's not lying about that you go into the that. servers not, Full lobbies all the time that, when you go into the game. Again, it's packed. Um, we deserved a lot of that So it's just working working the issues like hey, what do the consumers want? What do we want? How do we get there? This is a very long uh, tail for us in this game and there's some awesome stuff coming this year that I think uh, people are going to see at E3 and be hopefully very excited. Over the course of your career, have you been a guy that's read reviews? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I read them all. So you got to read the good and the bad ones, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. I read yeah. all the comments. Um, you can tell he does. You can see look, it in his face. experienced it all, right? We've had the games that hit the high 90s and win all the games of the years, and we have the ones that, that don't as well, and that, that kind of comes with the territory. I think it's part of the job to to read all of that, and whereas I don't always like the grammar or adjectives they use, there you go. I think the intent, the intent is, is there. Always, even like a very mean spirited comment from a fan, I think the intent behind that is actually well meaning. Yeah, there can like, be a they kernel. Of... They love these games. Yeah, um, and they're super important to them, and they're important to us. So I think you have to dig into that and say, okay, where could we have done better? Yeah, I don't think they're so maliciously trying to make a note, shitty like game and releasing it. You knew going into 76. That I think that's was, just, that's, that's the higher up saying you have to get, you got to get it out. What, uh, when it actually comes out and you see the, the real world feedback and reaction to it and 
What have you learned from 76? Well, the main takeaway we had was you got to let it bake with a large live audience. Yep, for a long for time. There's just certain things you can never see. They beta tested for three weeks off of random times. A number of months. So, yeah. you know, if there's one thing that we could have, I think I would have done differently is find a way to let more, let at scale people be playing the game 24-7 before you say, you know, everybody in, here you go, pay us. So if, if for instance, if maybe you wish you'd launch that into Steam Early Access, whether or, or well, Xbox game preview and you know or something like those, that those or things. you know okay you're a Fallout 4 player um, we're gonna let you in the beta for free for this period of time yeah things like that yeah. that I think would have would have made a, a world of difference I think if they did that it would have been a world of difference hit on on day one but it still probably would have had some some issues but we would have had a better look at, at what they right. were. Do you think 76 has had any lasting sort of damage to Bethesda's reputation or, or Fallout's reputation? I'm sure it's had some. It would be naive to say it's had zero, yeah. right? Um, but I think if people come to the game now and see what's going on there, I think they'll be, they'll be surprised. We're, I'm really, really proud of what everybody's done in the game. It's and true as well. It's a, it's a better game now than it was. Because I know where it's going. I, I think um, we're definitely long-term believers in what's going to be happening with that game but more so us engaging with the people who play our games every day and so it was partly that for me which is if you look at a skyrim and fallout 4 those things the amount of people that play those games here's the, still is here's what he i mean you can you can look it up the it's, underlining it's staggering wait, yeah. millions and millions of people every month playing those games and we have no Touch point with them. Right. Right? It's just like, we ship the game. This part's bad. Uh, we do some mod right stuff, but here you go. And so 76 was also, we need to learn. That how right to there be is saying that they're, they're upset they couldn't monetize Fallout 4 and start Of course. Be more engaged in that experience than zero. Right? So. It's got to be, I, I don't know how much time you spend sort of looking outward at things, but it's got to be reassuring when you see a No Man's Sky or a Sea of Thieves some of these other similar kind of service-based games that have uh, that were that did launch <clears throat> poorly in some capacity or another, but have over time through many an update like come to a, back to a place where they're now very well regarded and very well liked. It, but more than that, it's actually all of them, right? Yeah, I won't go through the list. But yeah. You could take most See, popular online games. He and go back backs them up by zero. saying, "Yeah, you're right. Everybody else's games suck too, so it's a good game to suck." Right. And you're seeing that kind of across the industry. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that was I'm, the part we knew. I was to say, that's the part we knew going in. No matter what we do. I'm going to stop him there. Okay, so where he, where he says right there that there's millions of people playing Skyrim and Fallout 4, but we can't monetize any of that because they bought the game years ago and they're still playing that one game because they love it so much. That should be a badge of honor because you've made a fucking fantastic game, no, right? No, Hold on. To them. Hold on. I know. And then waiting for your next game because those people loved your game so much that when you come out with your next game they're like oh great i can i can do that now think about the business model look at washing machines and stuff right they used to last 30 years right but then those people weren't making any money so they're like how do we how do we fix this well we we got to make them last three to five years that way we have returning customers that's what they're doing right now with the with the games of service right they're making a game where they can constantly get 
nickels and dimes of people to come back and be like, oh yeah, a new update came out, let's do that. That's what the gaming industry is turning into. They're they're trying to make stuff that lasts for a really long time, lasts a really long time, but they want to monetize it as they go along so they can they can, you know, keep the keep the the lights on, right? That's basically what they're what the way they make it the, the way they make it sound. So uh, let's go to chat. Anton Saxon from YouTube says, if you only Bioware could learn from mistakes like Bethesda and listen to the feedback and make their shit better, yeah. I mean, look, you, say what you want. If you, like I said, uh, Shadow says they're dead to me, right? Bethesda's dead to him. Other people are like, you know what? This is just a little bump in the road. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I still support them because I believe in them because there was more good than bad in their games, right? The the gaming market right now is in a very rough spot, very rough spot as far as people fucking loving them or hating them based on the microtransactions and 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 games that are being incomplete. If they release this to all Fallout 4s for, let's say, uh, six months, you bought Fallout 4, if you want, you can come into our our beta test for Fallout 76. The next six months, we're, we're, we're beta testing it and stuff like that. That would have went off over super smooth, right? Because then the people that love your game, right, would, would give you feedback for free. They would dive in every day and give you feedback, and then get, and then you would fix it. So when launch comes out... They feel like there's there's justified when that when when something happens, right? Sea of Thieves did this. Sea of Thieves, I played it for a year ahead of time. All the feedback that they got to make what the game is now, and and that's why it doesn't get shit talked by anything, because <laughs> they're not going for microtransactions right now. And long, it's, a, it's a good game. The problem is the problem is, is the the kids don't get it. Okay, I understand you 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 love games. I want to play games. I'm a gamer. I get it. What you don't understand is every time they do stuff like this, it just keeps planting the seed in your head that it's completely okay to do this. Oh, yeah. And eventually it becomes common ground, and no one's going to bitch about a $60 game being a flaming piece of shit, and I'll have to wait three years before it gets good. Like, that's not correct. That's not a way a product works. Make a product, sell a product. Not make a half-assed product, charge me full price, and eventually, we promise, you'll get a game. That's right. not how it works. Right. Now, I, I I agree, but this is the, this is the state this is the state of games that we're in, right? The the, the pay well, now. I'm not, I'm not I'm not retarded. Sorry. Pay now. We'll I'm do it retarded. later. I'm not I'm not giving you full price for a game that's going to be ready sometime in the future. <clears throat> and I'm looking at you, Anthem. And I'm looking at you. Uh, you know who I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I need to get to the next uh, next next event or next uh, topic this morning google stadia came out with their their full list of stuff i'm trying to get to their uh i'm trying to get to their website here but for some reason it won't let me i just i, I just find it so amusing that that when when it's time to actually interview someone for something that's serious like just why don't if, if if everyone cares so much about transparency about it, then why wouldn't you just release the game like that for like twenty five dollars, thirty dollars? We're trying something new. Can we get the fan base to help us test out a game that we're trying out? Even though we know it's a game as a service, we're not going to say that. Well, right. we, we just charge twenty five bucks. Everybody comes in and we can beta test for the next fucking year, and then we'll come out with a game. No, they don't. Right. Because they needed something for that. They needed something for that fiscal year. They needed a game out, and that's what they picked. That's what they pick. That's that's where the art mixes with the business, right? I mean, that's just that's just the way life is. That's it. Um, okay, 
So Stadia comes out. It arrives this November. People, were, they were talking the first half of their their half hour, forty five minute things, uh, and everyone was like, "All right, great. This is this is what it is. What's the price? What's the price? What's the price?" So this is the the video. Uh, they they announced that Destiny was coming to to Stadia. Uh, it's going to be on all your systems, right? So you got, you got your laptop, you got your phones and tablets and TVs and PCs, all with Google Chromecast, a little the little thing on the back, which I believe sells for $69. Uh, there's no waiting for games to download. It just instantly play it, right? 60 frames per second, 4K resolution, HDR, 5.1 surround sound. Uh, it says you want to play? And it gives you this resolution. It says 5 to 10, you get 720p. If you're at 35 megabytes per second is the best. You get 60 frames per second with 5.1. And you can do your test connection here. I, I qualified. I'm good. I, I have 165 megabytes per second. So I can play at the 4K HDR video, 60 frames per second with the 5.1 surround sound. Uh, play your favorite games without a console. Okay, like Destiny 2 Collection. We'll talk about the Destiny Collection. That's not confusing, but confusing. Uh, less confusing. Here's the first thing that that kind of slipped out of here. They uh, they put a list of games here, and down here, Darksiders Genesis is in the list, and they didn't mention that. We haven't seen anything about it. No one mentioned anything of a Darksiders game coming to E3, so that's coming. Uh, these are games that are coming out right from the start. Start playing Stadia without with the Founder's Edition. Now the Founder's Edition is $129. What you get with that is you get this controller, you get this Chromecast uh, device to plug into your television, um, you get three months, I believe, of of Stadia, which is 10 bucks a month. Here's Stadia Pro, 10 bucks a month, three months included with the Founders Edition, resolution up to 4K, 60 frames per second, surround sound 5.1, buy games whenever you want. Yes, additional free games released regularly. Uh, yes, starting with Destiny 2, the collection. So it's free, basically, uh, with a $10 payment. Stadia Pro ex ex uh, exclusive discount on selected purchases. And then they have a Stadia base game or base plan coming out. It's free. Cost you nothing. The resolution only goes up. I love how they get only up to 1080p guys i'm sorry you can't get that 4k frame rate still 60 frames per second you got stereo sound you buy games whenever you want yes additional free games released regularly no you get nothing with that uh and then steady pro ex uh, executive discount on select purchases no so that's the difference you can play on any browser as long as you have google chrome you can bring it up in any phone computer smart tv you don't have to buy this controller. You can use your Xbox. You can use the any. They said you can use any of your favorite controllers. So if you want a PlayStation, I don't know. Maybe you can use a Wii. I have no idea. They say you can use any controller that you want with this, right? Through Bluetooth or whatever it is. So that's well, how do they get? So how do they get people to buy the controller? If anybody, if you can use your control, current controller, who's buying this? You're buying who's the. Buying you're buying the games. No, that, who's buying the controller? Does the controller come with it? The controller is $69. It comes with the $129 uh, Pro Pro uh, or Founders Edition. Right, but you can't buy this thing without the controller. You're buying it and the controller comes no, with it. No, no, no. It. Your only reason you're buying Stadia's monthly subscription is because you want to get 
discounts and uh you want to get 4k you want to get the 5.1 surround sound you want to get uh what else you can buy games wherever you want yes it's the same on the free uh additional free games you get additional free games like you'll get if you're if you're a stadia pro part uh person you pay 10 bucks a month you get destiny you get the whole thing of destiny well yeah it'll, it'll stream 4k but if your tv's not 4k you're not getting 4k well of course <laughs> Obviously, if you don't have a 4K well, TV, I, I, then you wouldn't. Uh, well, I'm talking like the rest of the no normal public sees electronics. Like, oh, I'm going to get a 4K, right? Regardless of what, what TV I have in my house, I get Stadia, I get 4K, I get 4K. No, yeah, okay. You, I get it. I'm well, just being, spe I'm being specific. I, I'm, I'm worried as well, Gator, about lag, like latency. We're going to see. Now, there's people that are playtesting this right now. And they've reported that it's amazing. Now, I don't know what to take from that. I have no visual confirmation. I don't know the person myself. These are all uh, internet hearsays and stuff from other people. So it's like seven degrees to Kevin Bacon, right? Um, so I don't know. I'm trying to think. The only thing that I could think of, if you're a Destiny fan right now, this is the best deal you can get because you pay for nothing. Right, you pay ten bucks a month, and obviously you're getting other games. So if you're just playing Destiny, then you're paying one hundred twenty dollars a year, which that's not a good deal. But if you're playing other games that come out, like Assassin's Creed and all the other ones that come out, Borderlands Three is coming. Right, they leaked without leaking. Rockstar is part partnered with them, so that means Red Dead Redemption is coming out. Right, Grand Theft Auto Five is coming out. So how how does how does the the how Sony or Microsoft make money on them streaming their games to people for a monthly subscription? How are they making their money? Because it's sixty dollars a game, okay, sixty dollars for the game. If I'm only paying X number of dollars a month to play this, these games, how do they recoup that loss of money? Well, they're Google. They 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 make billions of dollars a day by running no, no, AdSense no, no, on, I know on, that. on the thing. No, I know that. No, I'm not talking about how Google makes money. I'm talking about how does Microsoft and Sony get their their share of the money. They don't they they can't they don't make the money on the sixty dollar purchase because it's a monthly subscription. No, so no, no, how no, do they... no, no, no. So so you're what you're missing is there's certain games that are going to be on like a Game Pass, right? So like for instance, Xbox has got their Game Pass. The games on the Game Pass are there, so you can play them anytime you want. Once they remove those games, if you want to play that game, once they remove them from Game Pass, you're going to have to purchase the game to continue playing it. That's why you buy the DLCs when you play Game Pass, right? Like, if you didn't have Game Pass and, or, and, and you played State of Decay, okay, and then the DLCs came out for State of Decay... You had to purchase the DLCs. So you own the DLCs, you don't own the main game. If they ever took State of Decay off, you would have to purchase the game at a discounted rate now because you had Game Pass, and now you own the game with the DLCs, right? So they're going to have games that are on Stadia that you get to play. If they ever take those off of that, then you wouldn't be able to play that anymore for 10 bucks a month. You would have to buy it to then own it to keep it, right? So you have access through it through their servers or whatever. That's how that's how Google's making their money. They get a percentage of the sales. Think of them as as GameStop, right? They're giving you a discounted rate or whatever. Now, ten bucks a month, and to answer Duplass's question, if you have shitty internet, then it's not a good deal. Well, if you have shitty internet, then you wouldn't be getting Stadia. I mean, that's just it. Unless you're 
an absolute idiot and you're like, well, I got I got one gig upload, so I'm I'm gonna get to 4K. No, that's you have to do your research. If you don't, have, if you have shitty internet, this is not for you. Obviously, if well, you have what, good internet, then this is good for you. Let's not let's not let's not misconstrue here. They done they did they have done their due diligence. They've studied uh, consumer patterns. They know that major metropolitan areas have all the good internet. These are centers of populations. If they make a good service. And people don't want to buy the next-gen system. They don't want to buy a $500 system to play games. And they can get this introductory price of a buck thirty and have games streaming into their house. And they have good internet. There's a market for that. They already planned this. They don't just release shit without planning. Okay? So just because you live in an area where you've got shitty internet, don't worry. Eventually, for Google to make even more money, they have to keep putting more wires further and further out to keep their growth rate up. Otherwise, right. once the major metropolitan areas are saturated <laughs> and they get the number of people they have in those areas to have Stadia, then they have to go someplace else to get more, con more customers. And the only way you can do that is by paying for the lines to go further out well, and give people better internet, which I guess in, the, in essence is good for everybody, right? Well, here's the thing, right? That Google has things they create all the time. Like you can go to their section on what, what programs are doing and things they try and apps and programs and different things, and they cancel more than they use, right? They're constantly trying stuff out. This is what I'm afraid of, okay? That this won't take off. This will do more for the industry than for Google itself, I believe. I believe like this streaming service even though OnLive on live did this years ago, like we're talking seven, eight years ago, what Google's doing now, I believe, is going to propel the industry forward, sort of like what Avatar did in the film industry with the camera, with the 3D cameras and stuff like that, right? Just like just like the Oculus Rift did with, with VR, right? It's not popular, but it's progressing and moving the industry forward, right? Because of Oculus, other companies started making VRs and then more companies started making VR games and it started progressing more and more and so on and so forth. And then you get like AR games and all this stuff. The streaming aspect of this, you might you might do this for the next two years, give them your money, and then all of a sudden they're like, sorry, uh, we, we're closing down because it just wasn't profitable enough, right? I mean, that's that's basically what they can do, right? They do it all the time. They do it, Google cancels shit all the time. They had Google Fiber, Right, Google, whatever, what was it called? Was it called Google Fiber or whatever the hell it was? I don't remember. They, they canceled oh, I, that. I, I forgot it. I, I just let it go. Everyone's like, Google's gonna save the <laughs> internet. They're gonna put fiber optic cables everywhere. No, they they stopped it because it wasn't it wasn't efficient enough. The cable was efficient, but it was too costly for them to do what they were doing. Right, that's why there's Google Kansas. Right, I think they changed their name back, whatever, because of the fiber cables and stuff. Yeah, Google Fiber. So that that's what I'm a little little worried about. Right, of course. I'll try it out for one month, ten bucks a month. I'll try it out for one month. Tell you how how it is when it when it comes out in November. I'll I'll stream a game and see what what the latency is and stuff like that. I think it'll be interesting to to see. But I don't I don't see this. I don't see this being like oh oh watch out Sony, watch out Xbox. You guys are going to be obsolete soon. I don't I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening at all because uh, only like twenty five or thirty percent of the world population has internet. So there's 70% of the people that don't have internet. So Well, no, not that don't have internet, like don't have good internet. Yeah. That's a difference. Meaning internet that you can't run this with, 
right? Right. 70% of the population of planet Earth can't run Stadia. So now you're talking— I'm not, to, sure, I'm not sure if the number is that high, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it I'm to I'm pretty you. sure it's that high. Uh, It's—we're talking, like, minute group of a small percentage of a group, right? So now big things, though, is Borderlands 3, right? We were talking about it ahead of time. Borderlands 3 signed an— Signed a deal, exclusivity, with Epic Launcher on the PC, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't know undisclosed amount of money that they got for that, right? Six months, everyone's losing their shit. They're like, this is bullshit. It should be on Steam. I Don't take it away from me, even though it's still on the PC. And then all of a sudden, here comes Stadia, web browser. You can literally open up a web browser, okay, and play Borderlands 3 on day one, which is a month and a half or two months after the launch of borderlands 3 on the but epic make, store it doesn't make any sense at all how can you have an exclusive on epic and then stay uh, we'll find out more at e3 and this Stadia week has it yeah we'll we'll find out this week think about that though think about the process that happened where borderlands went on sale and they we were pissed off so they took it off the epic store because they didn't want to negate the cost okay of the game yet if i pay 10 bucks a month i can play the game yeah but that's that's google giving them money too that's google giving them money as well you know that's what that okay is. or do i have to purchase borderlands 3 and pay 10 bucks a month see i that, that, they, that also might be that they haven't said if you have to purchase the games now maybe chat maybe you've read an article somewhere that says something along those lines it's exclusive to epic to actually download and own it okay but it, to play it Right to play it. That's what Steam it was. Seems weird. So here we are. That Borderlands Three. If you don't want to wait and you're on Steam, you can literally still play on your computer and you don't have to use their launcher. You can just use Google Chrome and just pop it up anywhere you want. Your cell phone, your TV, your computer, on the toilet, in the bathroom, in traffic, wherever you want, wherever you want. You can bring up a browser and you can start playing the games wherever you want. That's a cool. That's a cool feature, right? That's a cool yes. feature. Another thing, Rockstar. They had the they had the Rockstar logo. I don't know if they have the video up here. Is this the where's the video? Da, 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 da. Watch the state of connection. Right here. Let me uh fast forward. Graphic in that sense if you want. It doesn't differentiate. I'm really looking forward to Where is it? Right about. Oh, did I already pass? Oh no, it's over here. Right there. Thanks for watching. He looked like Emperor Palpatine there for a minute. Right here. This is the spot I wanted to talk about, right? Right there, right next to him, you see Rockstar. Okay? You see Rockstar. There's six games from Ubisoft that we haven't heard about yet that are on this platform that are new games that are coming out to the thing. Uh, you have Bethesda. Bethesda's here. So I'm sure Bethesda's going to talk about Fallout 76 is going to be on Stadia. Right, ten bucks a month. Right. I uh, do you think? Do you think since we already talked about Bethesda, do you think Bethesda makes Fallout seventy six a free to play game? Especially no, no, looking at not yet at not this. Not yet. Not yet. Because once you go free, you can't get. You can't go back. Okay. So we got Bungie. We got uh, got Gearbox up here. We got 
there was another one that actually right in the middle here. I don't see it now, which is funny. From some of there it is. There's the Borderlands world. three. See Borderlands three pop up. Uh, there's a, there's a couple things here. You're like, okay, all right, and they they basically just gave a whole bunch of of hints. Rockstar doesn't show up to uh, to E3. I don't know if anyone's gonna make a statement, but that's huge because not only not only is it coming to PC, right? But potentially you could be playing Grand Theft Auto V, the most profitable, most piece of entertainment in the history. Of, now is going to be on every browser known to man uh and also red dead redemption 2 could potentially be on uh, a browser as well so that's huge that's huge that's a that's a that's a huge pickup for them i watched ready player one with the subscription led to debt collecting cells exactly <laughs> what's up santos exactly so I think what they're doing in the industry, we'll have to see what Microsoft does on 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 Sunday. We we'll have to see what they do on Sunday because that's that's going to be an interesting thing because of Game Pass and then Project X Cloud. That's another streaming service, and then Amazon supposedly has their streaming service. Uh, I I did research earlier, Sarge. Not really research, but I wrote down a bunch of services that you'll have to pay for. Okay, Netflix, fourteen bucks a month. You got uh, Stadia, ten bucks a month. You got Game Pass, ten bucks a month. You got EA uh, Origins Premiere, that's fifteen bucks a month. You got Amazon if they come out with theirs, we're we're pricing it maybe about ten bucks a month. We got uh, if Ubisoft comes out with theirs, we're assuming it's about ten bucks a month. You got the Disney streaming service, which is another eight bucks a month. Then you got Hulu, that's which is another about eight to ten dollars a month. So you're around eighty to ninety dollars a month to get everything that you have right now. Right, but spread across one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different platforms that you have to talk about people complaining about moving from Steam to to Epic Launcher. Now your now your television set's gonna be like I gotta go, I gotta scroll down, I got all these apps and things I have to choose. They're gonna lose their minds. They're gonna absolutely lose their minds. Well, well what's well the natural order of things, the natural order of things is gonna have to be that all these services come out and then somehow somewhere somebody puts them all together for one price. Uh Netflix is going up in price, Santos. I don't know if you knew that. I think it actually already went up in price. I'm yeah, that's that's, I'm that's sure. what's gonna happen. Like these might all let's let's say they all launch decent. Let's say that they all launch decent, right? Eventually they're gonna have to there's gonna have to be something that comes down the pike where it's it's an all encompassing price that's attached up to your cable bill on top of your cable bill right right they're just gonna they're just gonna they're just gonna do whatever okay hold on a second night uh netflix uh netflix price per month there it goes price per month right now the price basic plan will rise from eight to nine per month the standard plan includes hd streaming on two devices uh, will go from $11 to $13 per month. And then the price for the premium plan will increase from $14 to $16 a month. So there you go. It all depends what which one you have. So pick your plan, pick your poison. Uh, Mickey's Overload. Yeah, o Overlord. Yeah. Uh, so Stadia, though, I'm, I'm really intrigued by this. Again, they didn't show any gameplay. They did show the Assassin's Creed a couple months ago running in the browser. And that was a test. Um, so I, I'm definitely interested in in seeing what it does and how good it is. If there's no latency, single player games, I think it's cool because if 
I mean, if you don't want to, they, they're going to have a free, a free version of it, meaning you can play on your browser and you just have to purchase the game. Now, again, if I bought it for Xbox, I can play it on Xbox and I can play it on my PC if it's original title. If I buy it on Google, I can play it on my PC, but I don't own it for my Xbox, then I have to purchase it again for my Xbox. Where if I get it for Epic for my PC, then it's only on Epic, but it's not on Steam, right? So the best bargain, the way I'm looking at it right now, we don't know anything about the new systems yet for Microsoft, but Microsoft, if you buy the game or play it on Game Pass, potentially you can play it on PC and you can play it on your Xbox and you can play it on your cell phone and you can play it anywhere because it's a play anywhere thing, right? If On the first party titles. It's it's so convoluted now. I don't I don't I'm I, I really am not part of this. I really I, I, there are certain games that I play. There are certain things that I like to do in my spare time. Don't get me wrong. I still like gaming, but I am not going to sign up for multiple monthly subscriptions just to play games. I'm just not. It's it's not for me. Going from Stadia's talk to Bethesda, or I'm sorry, Bungie. Bungie had their conference. Uh, which was right after theirs at 1 p.m., right, Eastern Standard Time. And Bungie came out the door swinging. Swinging. Oh, wait, before I go to Bungie, they also announced Boulder Gate, Boulder Gate 3, which is coming to Stadia. That's, some, that's something I'm interested in. Boulder Gate's 3. I don't know if it's exclusive. It probably not. It'll probably come up for all the other systems as well. Darksiders game announced. Borderlands 3. And GTA Red Dead Redemption Studio Rockstar confirmed uh, as Google uh, confirmed as Google Stadia dev. Uh, on top of that, we talked about this last week since we talked about Borderlands 3. It was a rumor last week that there was DLC for Borderlands 2 coming out. Now we're confirmed. It's still a leak, but it's confirmed that Borderlands 3 lead up will have a DLC for Borderlands 2. It has leaked. It's likely to bridge the gap between the games for upcoming sequel, according to Game Informer. The title Commander Lilith and the Fight for the Sanctuary DLC is leaked via Steam listing, okay, and is reported to launch on June 9th. So right in the middle of right in the middle of E3, okay. There you go. But, but, but let me ask you a question. Do you even think it's necessary to even have a DLC for that? You just can't say this is the game, this is the story, we're moving on. Like they that's part of their marketing that they're actually gonna drop a DLC that it connects the two games together, which is it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm interested. But it just seems a little strange. Don't you think it's a little strange? I, I think it's strange, but how much do you think the DLC will cost? What 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 is our what is our take on that? What do you think the I, game? I don't I don't I don't truly think it's gonna be like a full DLC. I think it's probably gonna be it's probably going to be one of those things where do they give it for free? Do they give it to everyone for free? Yeah, like like maybe it's like a half an hour, forty minutes, just like like a like a, a an in-game telltale, but that's not telltale, but like just a little story that connects it together. Does the DLC include the flash drive? Maybe. I think it will be free. I think Gearbox. Yeah, you just download it. You just turn on your turn on your Xbox. I think Gearbox will say, the... yeah. I think Gearbox will say, here you guys go. Right now, all of you that purchased Borderlands, whatever, it's free for you right now. You can download it right now off Steam or whatever. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. I th I'm I'm gonna go with free. That's my. You think it's ten bucks, Shadow? 
I don't I think they can eat the cost. I really do think they can eat the cost because it's it's a it's a seven year old game. Okay, seven year old as game. Long, as long as long as Randy Pitchford doesn't pitch anything, somebody else talks about it. No, he'll he'll be the leader. He'll come on stage. Uh he's got too much crap going on. I don't think he's gonna be on stage. He he's one of those he's one of those Stepford wives. He doesn't care. He just just comes on stage, says says what he has to sell. And then I don't goes think on. so, man. I, I don't think he'll be the presenter. Sequel, uh, Bomber Jack. It's a 12-year-old game. Free DLC draws more people in, gets them to hype for the bigger... I, I agree, Brain. That's what I think they're going to do. I think it's going to be free. Uh, maybe dying. That's not a bad one. Free with Borderlands pre-order. It's not a bad one. That, that sounds more likely, but I definitely think it's free. So you think it's free if you pre-order, what, 10 bucks maybe? Ten bucks. I'm. I'm still gonna say free. I think it's free for everybody that's bought that purchased. Uh, that purchased it right now. If you buy Borderlands, whatever, it's free. Yeah, but what happens if people have already pre-ordered from GameStop or pre-ordered from whatever other service already? Now that you're gonna have to stop pre-ordering for them to re-pre-order to, no, 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 to no. get the, to it, the it, DLC. No, it would just be that if you pre-ordered, you would get it. I, I I would assume it'd be retro retroactive. Again, these are all we're just we're speculating. We don't even know if it's out yet, but it's it says it is. Yeah, are we speculating for E3? Because I don't think we have enough time on this show. We're speculating right now a little bit. Uh, all, right. all right, so let's go to Bungie. Bungie has this huge update. The masters, the masters of publicity. Here, they're, they're phenomenal. They're phenomenal. Say what you want about Bungie and Destiny. They are phenomenal when it comes to hyping up something. You're like, I hate this game. I don't love it at all. And you're like, ooh, pretty color. You're like, man, that looks good. I'm not interested, but goddamn, that looks good, right? So... Here's what I don't get. I'm at the park. I'm at Disney World the other day. I'm eating Buddy for lunch. It's like 11 o'clock. All of a sudden, my Twitter feed starts ripping apart, and I'm like, what's happening, right? September DLC, cross-save, all this stuff. I'm like, what's happening? Like, the, the new content is launching at 1 p.m. today. We're an hour and a half away, and shit's leaking for September, and everyone is losing their losing fucking them. mind, yep. right? They haven't even played the new content that's in their lap in an hour and a half, and they don't even give a shit about it anymore because now they're so hyped about September going, we're going back to the moon, cross save, and they're, and they're like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what this content is. Hey, it could be shit in a bag. Everyone's like, this is the best shit in the bag ever. I'm so excited for September, right? Let's just get through this. I'm so excited. That that's the way it happens every single time. Every single time they announce something, it's it's overshadowed by the next the next thing. Think about it. Every time they're like, "Here's the annual pass." Annual pass has got the Forge, the Drifter, and this. And then all of a sudden they're like, "Here's the Drifter." Oh, by the way, Opulence is coming out right after. And you're like, "Drifter, wow, wow, Opulence is coming out." And then Opulence is not even here yet. And they're like. Dude, the shadow people are coming and they're coming in September and there's cross save and you're like, holy shit. And here's the best part. Cross save was for everybody except Sony up until today, 24 hours before this, the, the thing went off. Sony was not part of the cross save. Okay. Everyone was on board except Sony and they finally got them on board. And that's why they said all platforms today. Okay, Sony was the pinnacle point of of saying that the the cross save wasn't going to happen. People would have lost their shit if everyone yeah, could do cross save big, except Sony. What's the big deal about cross save for Sony? That means I have to own the game twice Correct. or three times. Yeah, yeah. 
In order for me to play with some of my friends, I have to buy Destiny twice and all the expansions twice. Yep. So I can cross save from one to the other. Yep. Calm down. Yep. And people Calm are, down. people are going to do it because now people that want to play uh, for Stadia, right? I don't have a I don't have a computer that can run at that those graphics, but now if I pay 10 bucks a month, I get Destiny for free, everything up to September 17th, everything's free, including Forsaken. Okay? But if you want to buy it, it's now a la carte, okay? So if you don't like a piece of content, like I wouldn't have bought Forge and I wouldn't have bought Drifter. Definitely wouldn't have bought Drifter because I don't like Gambit and I don't like Crucible, right? I just, the, the whole thing, I just wasn't for me. Now you can do a la carte. So if you buy the Shadow, is that what it's called? The Shadow, uh, what, what, what's the uh, Shadow Keep? Shadow Keep. If I want Shadow Keep, I pay 40 bucks. Okay, I get everything except Forsaken's DLC. I got to pay separate for Forsaken's DLC. But if I get on Stadia, Stadia, I get everything, including Forsaken. Okay, including Forsaken. Yeah, one persistent character slash account for the one low price of buying the fucking game again, right? I mean, that's that's what it is. So uh, after, sever uh, after September 17th, I can play with a PC friend and just flip my characters over. Right. So, but then you have to do it again, right? So if you play on Xbox, but now you want to play on your PC, it's cross-save, and then you can go vice versa, but you can't cross-play. You can't be on PC and thing, uh, and Xbox. You can be a cross-save. Cool idea. I think about time. I mean, it was already there. Like when I played Xbox 360 and Xbox One, before Taken King, you could play on both systems. And what you did on the 360 and what you did on the Xbox One it would cross save across the across the board. Then when Taken King came out, they said, nope, can't do it anymore. And then you couldn't cross save anymore with the Xbox 360. You had to just drop the Xbox 360 and just play on the Xbox One, right? That's, that's exactly what happened. Now, they went over a lot of stuff. They said they're gonna be less confusing. They said they were gonna be less confusing with the pricing point. But people are still confused because it's like a la carte, buy Shadow Keep, but then you get this stuff, but you don't get Forsaken. So if you're a new player, then there's the new light. So if you're a new light person, you've never played Destiny before, you get it for $35 or 40 bucks, whatever it is, and you get your light up to 750 which is where you'll start at the Shadow Keep. So you're paying for all the game so you can play with your friends at max light at that point, okay, and then play the new content from day one. Meaning you'll never play the old stuff because you'll be well over the limit. So why would you go backwards, right? So you're paying $40 for the new content. And you get everything else for free, which you'll never go back to, right? Let's just be honest. You'll never go back to because they, they still segregate the content even more so now because they even said it's a la carte. If you don't like this particular uh, DLC, you don't need to get it. It's a expansion, but yet standalone on itself as yeah, it's, it's 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 a little confusing when it when it comes to that uh crossplay is an issue on uh peer to peer matchmaking yeah because of their engine they have they have a problem with it uh i also don't want to play a pc player in crucible on console oh it'd be the be well you would have to opt in for it right like if you're on pc you would opt in it, it'd be just like fortnite and other other stuff you would opt in you wouldn't just matchmake you with uh your xbox player and you're matched in with the whole teams on pc and they're all using like you know, millisecond mouses and shit, and you're dead in a second. Yeah, they, they wouldn't do that. Okay, so I'm going to go to... 
Destiny 2 is going to be free to play with the new Shadowkeep DLC launch. It says Destiny 2's next chapter and adding a whole lot of new stuff in the game with the next big expansion starting on September 17th with the release of Shadowkeep. The Destiny 2 base game, including the first year content add-on, will go free to play on PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Google Stadia. Bungie made an announcement Thursday on live stream unveiling this fall expansion ahead of E3 2019, the first since the split from former publishing partner Activision. The first, uh, the free-to-play version of Destiny 2 is called Destiny 2 New Light, and it includes the all-year-one content for the game. That means the vanilla version of Destiny 2 with the original raid, plus the first two content expansions, Curse of Osiris and Warmind, and all parts of the free package. Uh, you'll still have to buy the Forsaken expansion and the annual pass. Ah, and the annual pass, which is include. Oh wait, you still have to pay for the Forsaken expansion and the annual pass, which has included three smaller content drops that came after it. You will, however, be able to visit the locations added in Forsaken and DLC itself, and will have to be purchased if you want to play the campaign. However, both Forsaken and the initial annual pass will be sold for a bundle of forty dollars. So there you go. Buy Shadowkeep, get year one of Destiny two, okay, and the expansions. Forty more dollars, you get Forsaken. Plus the, the the expansion that we're playing right now, the annual pass. So for eighty dollars, you get the whole the whole kit and caboodle, the whole kit the whole kit and caboodle. Um, that's that's that. Uh, Destiny 2's new light alongside Destiny 2 Shadowkeep comes a new way for 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 players to enjoy the game. Destiny 2's new light is a brand new entry point to newcomers and the puts the world of Destiny 2 and all its fundamental modes. Um, activities and rewards in the hands of every player with no barriers to entry. Now, I'm confused by this, right? And I know they're still working on it. They said in the, when Data was interviewing them, they said, so I start at the uh, Cosmodrome. You do that very first mission. They said about 15, 20 minutes. Then you get flown to the tower. And then the, the game's opened up to you, right? So you're at max light at 750 because that's what the new content is. And then you're working your way up to 800 or 850, whatever it is. So how does it unlock? They said everything's open to you, but they said it'll slowly unlock for you, but they don't know the time frame yet. So you're at 750, you're at the Cosmodrome, you're at, you get flown to the tower and then stuff's gonna open up. You can't just go to Mars. You have to play the EDZ first for an hour, two hours, three hours, and then it'll just unlock at a point and then you can go to Mars and so on and so forth. So they're a little sub subscriptic uh you know cryptic about cryptic. what's happening uh, so wait is the going to mars one the new going to mars or the old going to mars what are you talking what are they talking about when you go to mars uh well there was no old mars that's what i mean you're talking, you're talking about that dlc the Warmind one right yeah well we're talking no we're talking about the yeah i guess so yes i'm confusing myself but i'm just saying what they said they said mars in the in the example they said mars so it, it, it wouldn't take it would you would have time to wait but they don't know what that time frame is um it says the standalone expansion meaning you won't need your own to own any of the past destiny 2 content in order to play it uh that's a big change from the model of the game previously used each new expansion destiny 1 and destiny 2 require players to own all the previous expansion <coughs> content as well shadow keep will be priced at 35 dollars in the u.s so if you just need shadow keep and you're already playing everything else it'd be 35 dollars for the new dlc they just they're the but the, what they kept promoting over and over again is playing with friends, playing with friends, playing with friends. Right, which is a different than when they first launched and saying becoming legend, becoming legend, becoming legend. Right, and they also used for the very first time ever, even though they defended it for five years, saying we're not an MMO, we're not an MMO, we're not an MMO. Luke Smith said on stream today that we are an a action 
MMO. RPG, RPG. Well, no, he said action MMO. MMO, and now there's RPG elements inside the actual thing. Um, let me go to the actual. They have the Vidoc on their uh, on Bungie.net yet? Next chapter. Yeah, the Vidoc. Here it is. All right, so let me let me play this. This is this is 14 minutes long. We're just gonna kind of. This really is the beginning of a new era. And I think beginning is an important part of that sentence. This is the first time I think that, you know, in a long time that Bungie has stood kind of on its own. And we're self-publishing, it's a really big deal. There's a huge opportunity here for us to really make our own decisions. It's a turning point for us. We are in charge of our own destiny. It's empowering and terrifying at the same time. There are only two groups who are gonna decide what happens to Destiny next. Bungie and the players who play Destiny. They're the masters of hype. Masters of hype. So at its core, Shadowkeep is about returning to the moon. We haven't been to the moon in a while since yeah. Destiny 1, and a lot's changed. When you go back, it isn't exactly what you thought it was. There's like huge cracks ripped into it. There's a weird- It's two times the size of the moon so where the it was before. the moon has been updated entirely. This isn't just about the hive anymore. But something else, something terrifying. They're bringing back all the people that you killed in Destiny One, basically, and bringing them back. The all the bosses. This time around is something really scary. You can see, it like you can see a couple on your fear in a way that hasn't happened before. Before it was, oh, it's a big giant thing and it's scary. But now there's actual like some psychological elements to that. How long has it sat in silence, watching us? Much too long having Eris Morin come back instantly signals to players the tone shift and change there's an undertone of threatening and psychological horror you're all insufferable we want to tap into what makes guardians afraid what are their worst fears my transaction refers to the things that Eris that's their worst fear the solar system Nightmares are manifestations of a guardian's past. What if the villains that you thought were well into the ground actually weren't, and they were being resurrected by the darkness? Eris is trying to figure out how she unleashed this kind of madness, and so she needs your help. You can't just kill them and make them go away. What if you can't do all of the things that you've grown accustomed to doing? Being so unable my prediction. to Eris achieve what you're herself. trying. In order to stop all this bullshit, she has to kill herself. She has to kill herself? Yeah, she's gonna die. Okay. Because she's the cause of all these problems. Should it be, should it be called Shadow Keep or should it be called Oops? 
right? Destiny, oops, she brought everything back. Eris Morn. To achieve, no matter how hard you try. Players, they think we can deal with this. We killed Crota, like we killed Oryx, like no big deal, right? Well, you're gonna get there and you're it's a bigger deal than you even thought it could be. The darkness is actually a lot closer than you realize. Now you know my suffering. Here's the, here's the thing. I'm going to pause it real fast. I'm okay with them bringing back the moon. I actually called it, okay, about a year and a half ago, saying they're they're going to sell you back the old content, right? I mean, we talked we talked, we talked about that for before Destiny Two even launched. Yeah. I said they're going to take it away from you and then sell it back to you at a later date. What I do like is that they're not just giving us back. It's I love that that they what they did with the Cosmodrome in, in the in the Rise of Iron expansion where they changed the um, the divide. And made it snowy and stuff. It was different, right? I'm cool with that, right? My only biggest thing that I've always complained about is that they've always done this, right? I I wanted them to do this, which they're they're kind of hinting at they're expanding, but at the same time, as they say they're expanding, they still say that you can buy each content and it's its own separate a standalone thing. Here's here's the thing. If they expanded and you still were on the Cosmodrome and you still had the moon and you still had Mars and you still had Venus, okay. They, I mean, they're even hinting. They didn't hint. They said the raids on Venus. So Venus is, is declared back as well, right? The Black Garden is the raid. So not only are you going back to the moon, but you're also going back to the Black Garden, which is on Venus. Okay? So they're bringing back certain things. I just wish this whole time you could go back to the moon, right? And as each expansion came out, th think about think about how this this would work, Okay? Uh oh, we're re reconnecting. I think we lost. I think we lost our. Uh... Oh, shit. Yeah, it's reconnecting. Da, 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 I don't know what happened. We were talking about Bungie. That's what happens. And we weren't even talking bad about Bungie. We weren't even talking bad about him. I was getting ready to. Did it sense it? It says reconnecting. Like Luke Smith DDoSed him. Yeah, that's what it is. Unbelievable. I can't. It, it says it's reconnecting. Tell him we're reconnecting. Ch uh, type in chat. <clears throat> oh we're, we're back we're back and we're back refresh bungee bungee's a bungee's expert at self-promotion they're really good at it yeah give me give me a second don't talk yet because we're we're still not 100% back. Are we back? Yeah, we were talking about Destiny and, and then they DDoSed us. I don't know what happened. The whole thing went went out and I can't even... Are we back? Are we back back? Are we on? Okay. So what I was saying was I just wish they expanded the universe, meaning you could go to Earth and Venus and, 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 and the moon 
And this whole time, every time they dropped an expansion, they would bring in just a little bit of hints. Like, it would change the environment just a little bit. Like, when the Cabal in Destiny 2 came and attacked, you know, the EDZ and planet Earth, they could have changed the moon a little bit, right? They could have changed it where all the content that we have, that way... The content slowly progressing, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Instead of going, here, this is what we, we're giving you. Here, this is what we're giving you. And leave everything else behind, right? That's why people were mad about Crucible leaving. and like they, they've, But they said it in the interview when Dado was interviewing him. He said, we had to move some stuff and we have to concentrate on certain things because of the team. And, and now, hopefully, going forward, we'll, we'll do better. But I just feel it would have been better if this whole time you could go on the moon. Even if it was moon from, from D1. Go back to the moon. Now, here's my speculation. We're going back to the moon. The raids at Venus. The opening for New Light, okay, is back on the Cosmodrome just for that one episode, okay? I'm assuming they're going to bring back slowly, they're going to bring back all the stuff from D1, bring it into D2, slowly bring it together, and then boom, whenever D3 happens, we're going to have all of the planets, right? Everything. Everything that you saw from the at the end of D2's uh, story mode, where they show this Earth and the Sun, and the and the light spreads out all the way to the at, to the edge, you're gonna have everything in the game, and that's what's gonna happen as far as the RPG slash MMO, right? They said it. They said that, it, and they're putting RPG elements in it. And the non the nine said there's gonna be more RPG MMO more MMO stuff, and they've confirmed it. We just haven't seen a lot. They showed a lot, but they didn't show a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, they also, they also talked about how you're going to be able to put enough perks and mods on a gun to make your gun not a gun. exotic. No, no, it wasn't a gun. It wasn't a gun. It was armor. It wasn't gun. It was for the... It's not gun. It was for armor. Yeah, well, Gallahorn's on its way back, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. It's been a year, Sometime. basically, of just a constant two-way dialogue with all of our passionate players. Under it or on the sides of it more? The number of green... That's really informed what it is that players want out of the Destiny game and how we're evolving, not just the story of the world, but what happens to you as a guardian. The, the thing that's supposed to blow you back or whatever, it's related to acceleration. A bunch of the work that we're doing is about adding depth to the character sheet. You know, the teams are thinking about how do we want to evolve armor, get more stats into the game, get more player customization. How can we get the depth of pursuit for how you want to play with this awesome character you've been building now for, you know, some of us five years. And like completely new ways of deepening the like character RPG that we all know and love yeah. and want to be better. So you talk about character RPG. Yeah, but they, they hint at it, but they don't specify builds. They like, do, well, no, they uh, specify as, as transmog with different armor pieces that on top. You can wear the powerful gear underneath and look different than what you, what, what's on you. The systems and moving the world forward. You want to bring some of that sci-fi element back to it. Let's like, talk about right here. We've been dancing this line between, I'm like, are we RPG enough? Are we not RPG enough? And now we're like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just go all in and just say like, let's give players what they want. Allow them to kind of like customize the players and their, their habits and their game modes and all that stuff as much as they want to. So in Shadowkeep, what we're doing is changing the way that armor perks and mods work pretty significantly. Right now in the game, if you have an armor set that you like the look of, but you have another armor set that you like the way it plays, you're probably going to pick the one that you like the way it plays. Transmog. 
Armor 2.0 is focused on allowing you to take the mods that you've unlocked and apply them to any given piece of armor. When I move See, he talks about armor. Now I'm going to pause it here for a second. Just looking at this picture, I'm going to speculate how it's going to work, right? You see those bars underneath where it says 8 energy? Unused 3. Okay? So, meaning he's only using 5. There's 10 bars underneath that. Okay? Five are filled in, three are empty, two haven't yet to be unlocked, okay? He's got a plus five inside his mod slot. He's got two other slots he can fill in, okay? If you look down below, there's threes, there's twos, and there's ones, okay? He's got a five planted in there. It's because he's got a five planted in there, that bar lights up to five, meaning he can put a two and a one in the next slots, so if he has that one that matches there, okay, then he can use up to eight, eight energy into out of ten into this thing. Now this is for armor. This is not for weapons. Okay, so that's how that's going to work. So you're going to have, and I'm assuming this is going to be the um, the twelve. What is it, what was that thing called that we used to look at in D1, where you would you would change your stats like your armor, your speed, and your and whatever else. And the, oh. Uh, um the the, the 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 phrases used was um tiers tiers yeah tier 12 right tier, tier 12. 12 was what you wanted right so that is what this is okay that's what that that's what this is okay again speculation of what i see on this picture now going forward my cursor over one of these mod it, sockets it immediately shows me all of the mods that are available to me now here is a completely different one. Now if you look at the if you look at the highlighted area, I can't make it bigger for you guys, but right here where my mouse is, okay, it says deactivates at the end of season 8, okay? These are seasonal artifacts. This is something on top of the mods that you're putting in your armor pieces, okay? Here it looks like you can only pick two out of each category. Um he only has one in the third slot, and as you level up, as you level up, you can do more and more. Okay, uh, you can find them. These are just more things to grind. Okay, because the mod system was bullshit right now in D2. So this is what this is. Now they have seasonal artifacts. So every season, you're going to be doing different artifacts to do different leveling. Here, here's the great part. Everyone's going to love it. But basically, you're just doing the same thing over and over, and they delete it. They delete it at the end of the season. So season eight, you're going to do all this. You're going to level up to level eight or whatever the hell it is. And then you're going to lose it all. And then season nine is going to come out and you got to do it all over again. Everyone's like, oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. I see a problem with this, this already. And I don't even know what the fuck it is. Okay. Just by staring at it. And it says deactivates at the end of season eight. I do not like that. You do not like that. It deactivates. Is that what it is? Okay, so that's just my, my speculation I'm excited there. about the artifact. Players just get to kind of like fidget with these knobs and switches and do all the things that they want to do. When you get to this last tier, each of these perks gets relatively close to what an exotic Relatively like. close to that's what an exotic is. That's going to be a lot of fun. going to be a lot of fun. So then what's the point of exotics? Anyway, go ahead. Let's, let's continue watching. Finishing moves are a new thing for Shadow Keep. What's your favorite? I don't know why they're putting finishing moves in. Isn't that what a super is? I I, I don't know 
what a finishing move I mean, does. There's some crazy ones for the hunter, this awesome flourish where he actually does like spin in front of him, has two knives, and then just hits, hits. But the finishing move was, was like, like a melee move. What the heck? Like, what game is this? Yeah, Titan finisher. He jumps in the air, pulls back, looks at his fist, and It's kind of like the dunk. There's so many different ways to dunk. You can behind the back, you know, 360 cartwheel, whatever. We're in the playtest lab every day, trying to figure out what's good for the game. What do people want? What have they, they been asking I mean, it looks for? Cool. I like it. Trying new ideas. Yeah. Especially, so since, especially since you're seeing a new animation that's happening with the character. Yeah, well, it has to progress, right? You, you don't want to. You want the same stagnant shit. I am working on an exotic heavy bow, um, and I'm just working on. Oh, you better, you better believe there's microtransactions in this. I'm figuring out some knockback, trying to see how big this. Okay, that's probably too much, but you get the idea. This is an exotic trace rifle. Fire it on an enemy and it creates a big old crit spot. Okay, this gun that she just said, I can see already getting nerfed, right? Because if you get, I don't know, Thunderlord or Ice, uh, uh, Whisper of the Worm or whatever, anything that they just nerfed, but you put a giant crit spot on someone and they're all using the heavy, you're gonna melt through the bosses. You absolutely melt through them. That's that's getting nerfed already. I can Here's see it already. Here's a hand cannon that Victor's working on. It fires special ammo, and it's a little bit like a, a one-handed sniper. See, I see in, in the way I perceive the way I perceive the way the game should be played is that when you find a specific armor build for yourself, you figure a special spec for your guy. That, that an exotic weapon is like the cherry on that cake. Like that gun goes with that build. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, how, that's how I look at it. The, the reason why you're using this exotic weapon is because it, 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 it goes along with that armor set. Like Correct. it fits it. Right. But now it's like people use legendary because the legendary gun is better for whatever reason and you don't have to use a legendary exotic spot right know? right now i'm using the gun i got back in the halloween event i haven't changed i'm using a horror story and i've never changed that's all i use i use that Icolos, and 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 thunderlord never change i use that for everything kills everything like it's actually our only hand cannon with a scope on it right now it kind of lights you on fire if you keep firing it too much we'll see some people like it some people are kind of lights you on the, fire if you use it too much Lesto is so good dying <laughs> Right, One time, time. When, I, when I still played the game, when I still played the game, I remember playing an entire month with just Telesto, trying to find the best spots to use it. Previously, you would have PDP's a 20, back. 40, 60 hour Fantastic. climb before you could do what's bring back in game old, content. Old, old maps and now and you can stuff. pretty much do that immediately. We want you to feel like you are in the end game from the moment you step on the planet. Leveling up your guardian and becoming more powerful, overcoming dungeons, overcoming raids. For the raid, we had multiple destinations that we were considering, and Black Garden was like immediately top of the list. And everyone was like, yes, and I was like, yes, that's the one I wanted. Inky, no Telesto, really? 
with Forsaken, we started finding more ways for players to customize and personalize their character and, and differentiate themselves. Shadowkeep's gonna push even further in that direction. The word which is really guiding us in a bunch of ways is depth. It's about experiential depth. When we look at how we're thinking about the next three, five years, it's really important to us. That the bosses from the original game are coming back. They don't say it, but they keep showing the bosses from the original game. Yeah, well, they no, they did mention it. They said that you're going to be fighting guys that you you thought were dead. Is what they yeah, is what yeah, they said. Yeah, but they don't make it like a point. Like it's the most amazing thing ever. Like Crota's coming back, baby. Right. Like that's right. never mentioned. You, I keep you keep showing me Crota. There's Crota again. There's Crota again. Like, is anyone going to mention Crota? No. So here's here's how Bungie's monetizing going forward. Right. They they figured it out finally. If you notice, they they revamped their Eververse store to make it look more like uh, Fortnite and, and all these other games that have the microtransaction stores now in the, in their game, where you can't buy anything unless you're using actual star, uh, Bright Dust. Okay. They realize that people they're like, oh, well, they're just wearing the gear and that's the gear they're wearing. But now we can transmog, right? Or I guarantee you they're going to be selling other armor pieces now in the Eververse store that you buy with Bright Dust that you can put over your armor that you have to look badass, and then that's what they're going to be selling, and that's how they're monetizing to everybody, right? That's exactly, that's, doing it. that's exactly what they're doing, right? So you still have the armor that you have, right? And you can wear that armor, but if you want to look badass with the little flares happening and all this other cool stuff happening, that's also, that's microtransactions, baby. That's where that's going to be. To have a game that you can invest in with your friends, tweak your monster killing machine and make it 2% better every weekend, doing different things and figuring out how to craft this perfect build that you feel like is your own. Like, that is cool. There's nothing nerdy about it. We're, like, happy to own that. We're going to stand on that corner. Okay, good. I keep, I keep, ma I keep uh, matching can't. different armor builds and make my build better. Right. But, but here comes my question: For what? <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Like right. For exactly. what? Right. Right. I made the best armor set I could. I get, I get best recharge rate I could. But well, for what? Here, here in this new raid. Okay, I watched the video today by M Tash, and he showed the raid gear because I haven't played the raid, and the raid gear actually has perks. That help you do the raid. They're no, Mike. Yeah. They can't. Woo! And so. Yeah. So they actually have they actually have something that actually helps you with the actual raid. So there's a reason. There's a point to run the raid. Only good for the raid. So every time you go in the raid, you're gonna put the raid gear on so you can go through to help you. But the point is, why are you putting the raid gear on to run the raid to get through the raid faster to get gear? Because you're if the already, if the I'm gear not, that I'm you're not. going for. I'm not going to discuss this again. We've already solved the that destiny problem. We've already had the episode. They don't still, they still don't do it. I already solved that problem. They so still don't do it. To meet the new I already solved that problem. Fall down. Part of our, our... They've had that for a while. No, they have not. All the raid gear that they had in all the last past raids were all bullshit. That's why nobody kept running the raids. There was no reason. The last raid that they actually had purposeful meaningful drops in the raid was the wrath of the machine that was the last raid which was what raid oh that's right 
It was from Destiny 1, okay? Every raid that came from Destiny 2 was bullshit as far as why you ran in and got the gear that you got. There was no reason. No reason. I didn't run one raid, but I watched Lono run it 100,000 times on each one, and I watched Datto and Goth and all these other people run it, and they're like, well, there's no reason, there's no reason to run because the, the weapons are the weapons and the armor's the armor. There's no perks on them. There's no perks. I don't know what game you were playing, Dying, because none of the perks were happening. This is the first raid where they had meaningful, actual perks to help you do the raid that you're going in. DNA is finding different ways yeah, to bring people together. I, I remember the long, long episode we had where I solved this problem, so I'm not worried about it anymore. Between friends. We all have friends. Who the perks in Leviathan were absolute garbage. Garbage. Ask every single person that ran the raid. They were garbage. There was better weapons to run into the raid, and that's what they used. Who could play Destiny, who are interested in it, um, but then we think about recommending it, like, oh man, you're gonna have to play about 40 hours by yourself, and then you gotta pay all this money, and you know, maybe you should just play something else, and that can't be the story. We need an entry point for your friends to be able to get into Destiny. This is just simply about bringing people together to make it easy for players to enter this universe. There's a, a new entry point coming out in September called New Light, and uh, New Light is a free to download experience. We're gonna start off in the same Luke place Smith where Guardians more and more first like came Kevin Smith. the world. <laughs> Guardian. All right, the New Light system is just, before, they, they, before they get the, you. Before the heart attack. So I'm excited for what the hype is, but I still have a lot of questions, which I won't go into because there's no reason because there's no answers for them yet, right? So I'm excited that they have new content coming out, and I will get this because I like story. And this seems like a story-filled content because every September is usually when they bring out the content with story in it. And what then what did you guys call what did you guys call this September? You think you thought it was gonna be they, they uh, people thought it was like the Taken Queen or whatever that they were no, that, that was that was Forsaken. Forsaken was the Taken Queen. Right. But that's that's what they thought it was gonna be. Like everyone thought they were going they weren't coming out with an expansion, they were coming out with just an annual pass. Another annual pass. This they're breaking down into what what uh is basically each content segregated, right? If you want to expand the universe, you can expand the universe, but if you just want to buy just buy the thing, you can just buy the thing as it is. I don't see any point for the perks to help get through the, the raid quicker. It just helps you get through, so it's not taking you. Well, first of all, here, here's the funny part. They're, they're already, right? The raid just got beat. It took six hours or whatever, five hours to beat. And now, I, I if I'm not I didn't, mistaken. I didn't, even, I didn't even know release. Did it watch? I didn't watch it. Did it come out already? Yeah, it already came out. So how was it? How was uh, it? Was it good? It's, it, it seems like a good raid. I, I, haven't done a, I haven't done one raid since. I haven't beat one raid since because uh, I don't have time for it. But uh, basically, there's a guy two-manning the raid now. They're already two-manning the raid. No one's beat it on the Xbox yet, but the people on the PC are already two-manning the raid. So go figure that wait, one. Wait, wait, wait. They're, they're two-manning the raid? Yeah, two-manning the, the raid. The brand-new raid that the, came out. They're the, two-manning it. The brand-new one, yep. I don't understand. Wait, and nobody's beaten it on Xbox yet? No, well, uh, up to this afternoon when I was when I was watching people, uh, PC went through it, and then PlayStation beat it. Nobody on Xbox has beaten the raid yet. I don't understand. How is that possible? I don't get it. Isn't everybody at the same crazy levels? How is nobody beating it on Xbox? Well, no one. I don't know, but people on PC are two manning the raid right now. 
they'll probably beat the raid with two man then before Xbox beats it. I think I want to. I think I want to watch it. Who who beat it? Who who, who got worlds first? Who, uh, Car- who Carolina, it? what's his name? Carolina Ninja, I think is uh, or something got first. Dado got second by five minutes. Dado got second by five minutes. Poor guy can't get a break during those raids. <clears throat> so I have to trade out your team, bro. Yeah. Maybe your team's no, not good that, enough. No, Dado's team is really good. Dado team is really good. I'm just, I'm just messing around. Man. Um. So Destiny. Going ahead, the future for Destiny always looks brighter than what it is when you get there, right? It always looks... Carolina Gamer, thank you very much, Brain. Uh, the Destiny's future always looks brighter uh, than when it gets there. And then when it gets there, you're like, you get the microscope out and the flashlight, you get that black light out, and you're like, oh, look at the mess that Destiny created there. Let's just, let's just be honest here. No matter what they do, their leveling system still sucks balls. Right, so but it's not. But it's not a real. the The game, the game is not based around a level system. That's that's part of the problem. They stopped doing it back at D one. At some point during D one, it wasn't difficult. Remember when you saw a guy with a skull? Yeah, like that. That meant like okay. So I'm fighting a bunch of guys, and all of a sudden there's a guy with a skull. Everyone's like, "What's the guy with the skull?" And like he owns you, like. That should still be in the game somewhere. Like you fight a bunch of guys, and the like, you know, you know, you know who had a skull next to his name, but he really didn't have a skull. Was that guy in the the? the I, I can't remember his name. Someone's gonna remember his name. He was in the, the Cosmodrome. He was in that small section where the loot cave was, and then every once in a while he would appear out of that uh, door and d- then during, just destroy you. During dur- I, you're talking about during the. Uh, Sometimes during the sometimes during the public event, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget what his I name forget, is. I forget what his name was, but he would come out and own you. But he didn't have a skull next to his name, but he actually did. Like right. when you saw him, you knew you were in trouble. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the no matter what Destiny does, they have to rework their light system. Not the new light. The new lights just to get people that haven't played the game up to par with the people that are playing the game. But they have to do something with the leveling system. The leveling system is absolutely atrocious atrocious okay i'm looking at gear right now i want to use the guns that i have but i'm missing certain parts and i'm like okay so i have to use this shitty weapon this shitty blue weapon for a while until i get enough parts it's just it's it's really bad it's really bad all right next story um we've got ubisoft games confirmed for google stadia we have six games. I'm trying to see if they they have them listed here. We have uh, The Crew 2, Trials Rising, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Those are all games coming out that are confirmed by Ubisoft. We also have uh, the new uh, open-world shooter. We'll expand upon the formula of Ghost Recon Wildlands called Breaking Point. Wildland, or it's called um, Ghost Recon Breaking Point. Uh, and I think that's it. Division two. Yeah. So all of those are on the stadia. Uh, the actor who plays in Witcher three has rumored that Witcher three actor sparks Nintendo switch port rumors. So Witcher three, uh, potentially coming out for the switch. I think that'd be a great, fantastic, uh, addition to the switch. 
because The Witcher is a fantastic game. Never played it myself. I played three hours of it, but I watched someone play it 110 hours. I uh, watched it from beginning to end every 110 hours of him playing it, uh, and I thought it was phenomenal. I think that's a great great add-on to the, to the Switch to bring, uh, to bring places. Blizzard cancels a new game that was in development for two years. Developer responds. They probably they probably looked at it and said, "Is this better or worse than Fallout seventy six or an Anthem?" And they said, uh, "It's in worse form. It's been two years. All right, let's just cancel it. Something that Bethesda and Anthem couldn't and Bioware couldn't do. Um, the game, so called, that they did cancel though was potentially a StarCraft first person, um, a, a first person StarCraft." Blizzard has reportedly canceled another StarCraft II shooter. So it's supposed to be a, a, a first-person shooter game uh, based within the, the realm of, of StarCraft, and they canceled it to work on Diablo 4 and also Overwatch 2. So it's reported that Overwatch 2 is in the works. Now, do we think that Blizzard will show anything about Overwatch 2, or do you think they'll wait for BlizzCon? BlizzCon, probably. To, to, and then announce it there, probably, right? I would assume. <clears throat> remember going to the caves in the Cosmodrome and the witches and the knights and the red bars above their heads? Yeah. Remember remember during the beta? I remember during the beta, you would go in towards the Cosmodrome, go all the way around past the past the uh the waterfalls and the and those docked ships, you know, where that where they were, ran up on the thing. You went around the corner where that one crash landing of the hive was, you would go into that cave and you would see red, you would see skulls and you're like, oh my God, this is so awesome. You're like level eight. You didn't know what level they were. They were 14s. And, and right. <laughs> right. That was like a good moment back in the day during uh, during Destiny. So do you think Overwatch 2 is needed? Because Overwatch is pretty... It's still pretty popular. I mean, they got the Overwatch League and stuff going on. I mean, they, they do, but they're losing money. The Overwatch League is losing money. They, they, they keep calling it a bubble for these for the ESOs, uh, but it's I don't think I don't think it has the staying power. I don't know what what would a sequel to Overwatch be? Eight new characters? Like explain? Why don't sell me right. sell me Overwatch two? Tell me what it is. It's Overwatch. All the characters that you have now, but with new characters with upgraded graphics, right? Right. Are we talking like Street Fighter Three? You got three new guys, to, four new guys to play with, like it, right? Because I, I don't understand how you can make that into a sequel. I, I mean, I I think it's just one of those types of games where, it, you know, the, people have the abilities in the game, but like after so many games, you've played it out of what team I members was, do what. It's they like they tried to make listen. This is how it works. They tried to make Overwatch like League of Legends, right? First person it's League a, of Legends. It's a, it's yeah. a more it's yeah. a more arcadey version of League of Legends. Like the 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 minute powers and the detail of League of Legends makes it awesome because there are different builds for the character. But in Overwatch, your guy only has X number of moves, and that's it. So you have to pair yourself up with somebody, and that's the strategy. It makes it a more forgiving team-based game because you don't need to know the details. Right. Uh, Neutralizer, I was just going to say, they're missing a huge uh, possibility of, of making PvE content for all the characters. You could have literally chapters. Take three characters, right? Like you put Tracer. You put, uh, I forget the ape's name. And like like Soldier 76, you put them in a package together, 
right? It's a three for charge 20 bucks, $30. And you have like two hour, three hour story plots with these characters in a PVE type of setting. I think that would sell better, Winston. Thank you very much, Inky. Um, I, I would I would think that would be a much better potential than saying, hey, here's Overwatch 2, and now we also have uh, PvE involved in it, right? I think if they just sold small little like comic books, like, but, like but chapters... They, but, they, but they could have been doing that since day one. Right. No, no, I, I understand so what, that. So let me ask you a question. I hate that they put what, numbers behind games like this now. No, but, but that's what I'm saying. So what have they been doing with Overwatch since then? Like, what's been going on with Overwatch? Like, just, I never really liked I'm not into the game. They put in I'm new curious. maps. They put in maps. They put in new characters uh, uh, so with, after, with new abilities. So after 18 months, Three it's years. been maps and abilities? That's yeah, they, it? Yeah, they've added, they've added two new characters a year um, for three years now, right? And, and new maps, right? I mean, that's that's what they do. It's. I haven't played it in a year. I haven't played Overwatch in a year. Uh, I loved the game when it when it when it came out. I played it solidly for a year. And then I played it off and on for one year, and then I didn't play it at all for the for this last year. Because I believe it came out in 2016, did it not? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I think they're missing a big. I I loved when they came out with the PVE content as far as like the Halloween event for uh, uh, all all the different little little games and stuff that you played. I thought were cool. I think they're missing a big chunk of of the action with the PVE in there. <clears throat> so you have to buy a game and then charge you for actual story. You know, but the game itself, Duplis, is the game. Overwatch is the game. You would pay for DLC for the for the characters, and if you don't want it, then you wouldn't buy it. That's, it'd, be like, it'd be like eight bucks or ten bucks yeah, for the story it, of yeah. the character. Yeah, I think they're missing a whole thing. You can't... Listen, you can't bitch that you've played Overwatch for three years... And paid sixty bucks or forty dollars on the computer and sixty bucks on the on the Xbox, and then three years later expect to have more free content, right? That does, that doesn't work. I don't know what what world you live in, but they actually have to make money. I don't care if they drive Ferraris and Porsches and whatever else. When you play a game for three years and they get out new content, they have to charge for that content. They've created it, right? Yeah, but but don't but, but I'm all I'm all about it. I'm I'm a proponent of dlc actual dlc i paid 60 dollars for a game now you make dlc and now i buy dlc i have no problem with that right I you, always, you, made, you made content i buy i will content. always buy your dlc if it's if it's worth the dlc right i hate being nickel and dimed to death for microtransactions where if you cut content that's a different story because one this is against in the conversation of if you release a game on monday and then a month later, you're like, well, here's DLC 1, and here's DLC 2. Bullshit. You already had this shit done, and now you're just nickel and diming to make a game $100, okay? There's a difference between it's been out for six months, here's the first DLC, or it's been out a year, here's the first DLC. If you're if you're waiting a couple weeks to a month to release DLC— It, it, it could have been in there. It could have been in the game. could have been in there. Right, it could have been in the game. Three years later— Okay, I'm pretty sure you can charge for DLC. No one's gonna be like, well, it's good content, right? I mean, come on. A whole story thing with cinematic trailers and all the stuff with a two hour campaign, three hour campaign per character, and you have three characters and each one has a two to three hour story plot. I would buy that. Yeah, but, but see, uh, expanding, expanding the universe of a game is what leads to people investing more time in that game. Like, for instance, right? Just, just for instance. 
I'm going to go to Fallout, not 76. I'm just going to go back to Fallout, okay? Just the, the, the actual genre, okay? So what if I'm playing Fallout, okay? And just like the other DLCs that come out, like you get to go to Far Harbor, right? Then I get to go to Nuka World, right? You made a whole other map, right? So then why don't I get to go to like the other places and then I get to travel from one actual place to the other and continue story plots and storylines for those items? And the world just keeps getting bigger. So if I want to go back to the other area, I can, but I'm on the actual road. I'm a lone warrior trying to travel from one section to the other. And it's, a, it's an entire story that's already laid out, right? Like I'm going to go from Boston to Chicago, right? But it's going to take two years and four DLCs, right? But at the end of the two years and the four DLCs, the whole world is from Boston to fucking Chicago. And I got this giant world that I can be in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they do and that. then, they... and then, and then at that point you go, hey, now we can sprinkle some of that 76 dust in here and make that kind of multiplayer. Like maybe I'll run into a friend eventually between Boston and Chicago. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. in all the ways then you start to run into people like, like an MMO, but they want, everything has to be like, they're, they're worried about uh, engagement, but to, for people to be like, look at the engagement for destiny. Even the people who don't like destiny still watch all the Bungie streams about it because they're interested to see what direction they're going in. They're still interested. Even though they don't play it, you still are interested because that's how good they are of hyping up and telling a story about it. But they don't focus in on how do we keep people engaged in that genre of game? And not not about milking them, but like get them hooked to where like you're you're invested in the game. Like you care about what happens to the character, right? Recently, they've been flushing games into the toilet. You flushed Mass Effect. You flushed Fallout, right? You, you, you flushed Anthem, right? You, these games, these great IPs that you have, like, and people don't care about it anymore. Like, they don't even want to look at it. Like, I don't give a shit. You guys, yep. you guys don't apparently care about it. So why should I invest my time into it? I don't care about it. I'll just, I'll play a different game. I'll play Dark Souls or I'll play whatever. Here, I found a different article, and the article says Blizzard is working on a sequel to Overwatch according to the report of Kotaku. Uh, though nothing officially has been announced, the news comes from an anonymous source that says Kotaku Overwatch 2 is in development and is expected to reveal at BlizzCon 2019 in November. Uh, there's not much more to say on it. The Kotaku source also said that the Overwatch 2 would include a PvE mode somewhat similar to Left 4 Dead, which actually means is anyone's guess. But considering the popularity of Overwatch seasonal events, which uh, frequently feature special PvE game modes, is not all surprising. All of Overwatch was originally supposed to be a MMO uh, before Blizzard canned uh, the project. I would have loved to see an Overwatch MMO with the, with the story and stuff. And they turned a MMO into a uh, you know a competitive game. So uh, next thing, real quick, Jumanji. The the movie based on a board game, which is now going to be a video game. Let me follow that again. So that's a board game that's now a movie that's now a video game, like the new movie um, that's coming out. And they do a little short teaser. You see The Rock, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, and I forget the, the girl that plays, uh, but she plays Nebula. I forget her name. Uh, she's uh, it, it, It's pretty cool looking. You see a little trailer here. This is it. This is the. I'll just pause it at the at the very end because that's all you. Oh, god damn, that's loud. This is the uh, 
the shot of it. So that's the cartoon. It looks cool. It's got that cartoony, cartoony look to it. Um, don't know if it's an open world game. Probably not. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it's a co-op. I would assume it's a co-op puzzle game. We know nothing about it. Uh, I'm sure we'll see some some sort of information on it at E3 uh, going forward. So Jumanji the video game is is coming to a game console near you. Um, Minecraft. This this shit blows my mind. Okay, I, I don't know if I, I have to find a different. I can't find it here. Let me let me go to YouTube real fast. Um, they at WDCC, which was a uh, an event. I want to show you what Minecraft is doing. Minecraft is making an augmented reality um, game for the for the for the mobile. Okay, here's the uh, gameplay reveal. We'll bring this up here. I'm just going to fast forward a little bit here. So Lilia comes out and they show like they did a couple years ago, like the augmented reality. This is like in the world. Like you're watching pieces like in your living room, like you're building. You can build with your son. You can build with your friends, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to do. You can see her in the foot in the footage and you can see what she's using and it shows her name and she's building and it shows them what what part she's building with. Now you're building this. On your kitchen table, right? And it stays there, meaning next time you open up the app and point at the table, you can continue building with this, right? You can take your character and bring it in there. So there's your character, okay? And whatever she's doing, it's actually it's actually doing it, right? She's in the world. Then on top of this, for little kids, this is awesome. I gotta be honest. Fuck little kids. I'm interested in this thing, okay? Because I I would love to build. Get this. So you could do community builds. So let's say there's this giant thing. You're at a private, uh, public park, and you're building, and someone else has the app, and they can see what you're building. They can build onto your thing, and then you can make this monstrosity of a thing. And then you can make it life-size, okay, life-size, and then pop into your own creation and walk through it, okay? Yes, but how how does that look when a bunch of kids are at a playground in real it life? It makes it look like they're on acid, and, and, right. and they're on and there's all right. the kids are at a real playground, but they're all staring through a phone because <laughs> they're building yeah. on Minecraft. But they're sitting out in the sun, staring through a phone. They're like, they're like, oh it's, my god, creepy! Look at that! It's, look at that! Yeah, exactly. It's creepy. It's 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 a little weird, but. The technology is pretty fucking cool. You have to admit well, that. Remember, remember, we talked about this last year when they showed this first thing, and we said, "This," I said, "This has potential," and this is what they've this is what they've grown into, right. which is pretty good. Pretty right. good. Right. There, Minecraft. Let me tell you, Microsoft played four point two billion dollars for this. And they've already made their money back. <laughs> they've already made their money back, and this is just going to go up shit. You can sign up for the beta for this uh, and be a part of it. Right. You're going to be on a fucking acid trip. Right? You're going to see six kids or 100 kids playing in a park with nothing in front of them, and they're all going to be like, oh, watch out, there's a creeper behind you. They're going to be screaming. How, how, how about this? How about this? How about the kid? The kid has got the phone, and he's, he's, he's building. But if you wear one of the VR things on your head while you're at the park, you can watch the kids play actually in the actual Minecraft thing. You, even though you're not controlling it, you get to just watch it. What about – they're coming out with a new game called Minecraft Dungeons. Now, hear me out. Okay, this is, I'm putting this out in the universe. Okay, this right here, where you can physically see shit. What if they take Minecraft Dungeons and now you're literally doing a dungeon crawl? So there's four kids in a park and they open the th their phones up and there's an actual dungeon and they're going through and an augmented reality makes them go through a dungeon while they're physically walking through the actual park. Right? 
and you level up I, your character. I talked about this already. I told you that was the that was the future of VR. What are you talking about? I talked about this. Yes, we did. The big big, big warehouse. You wear the goggles, and I'm actually fucking in a that's, dungeon. That's VR. This is AR. This is augmented reality, taking your stuff out in the middle of the real world and making it dungeon, right? So they're coming out with Minecraft dungeons, then you can do it. I don't know. I think this is cool technology that they're that they're doing. We'll see. We'll see where they go with it. I think that I hope they show a little bit more. I would assume at at Microsoft's conference, considering it's their biggest title, Fortnite might be the biggest game of last year. Minecraft's the biggest kid, game of all time. Yeah, but some kid's gonna see a creeper, freak out, and start running. He thinks a creeper is going to come get him. Maybe. And then he'll run into traffic, and then I'll have to hear this on the news. Some kid some kid ran into traffic because of a creeper, and then the parents are going to get, Minecraft parents killed get somebody. freaked out because they think it's a real person is a creeper, like an actual creeper. And they're, they're talking about Minecraft creeper. <laughs> no, a Minecraft and get, creeper! And the story will get all blown out. Look, you know Dad, it will. Dad, look, he's, he's in my closet. Right. Bat Battlefield 5 is heading to Pacific, and it gets six new maps. Um, five maps and a metro redo well it says six new maps uh with chapter four dice wants to uh yeah that's Santos, a metro redo Are fling you players into up close personal fights and first should be ducking in across the desert vehicles in a in an al sudan map in june dice says it's a vast map so expect to be running for cover with tanks chase you down that'll follow by a uh, a battle in the mountains in greece in july and it's got a lot of winding paths and buildings, so expect more close quarter firefights than Al Sedan. Uh, in August, two new maps will will appear, both design and infantry fights, but still pretty decent. Uh, Norwegian Island, uh, absolutely tiny, but not built up at all. Uh, it's a sleepy place for all a few a few buildings. Providence, on the other hand, has streets lined up with multi-story buildings that funnel everyone into the deadly scraps. In October, things will be getting even more claustrophobic with the introduction of Operation Underground Map, trapping players in trains and tunnels and looks like uh, a little hectic. Uh, barely even had a closer look. Let me see if this is Battlefield 5. We'll put this up on screen. I'm just going to let this play. Is this the uh, is this Battle Royale? This is not the new footage, is it? Oh, that's that's the wrong one. Do they show? Here it is. I'll put this up. Uh... So this is some of the new the new stuff that they're going to be doing. Here here's my problem with all this. All right, they they release one new map every month, or whatever it is. Okay, so for the month of June, you're going to be playing. Let's say this map. And then July comes out, the new map comes out, and then you're never going to go back to the old map. You're just going to go onto the new map and play because you're not going to be able to find anybody on the old maps because everyone's going to be playing the new content, right? And this happens over and over and over. And then, do you see what I'm saying? There's, so there's a problem here with the content because you're going to have hot points and, and slow points, and it's not even like through rotation. It's like a new map comes out. You're going to be wanting to play the new map. Yeah, but they're, they're afraid... To do an actual campaign thing with this like they did in battlefield one so why don't why isn't the first mission like the battle of midway and then we go to the guadalcanal and then they go to okinawa yeah, but like you know like follow the actual battle and just play a series right they're afraid because battlefield 42 had these maps so we can't copy them yes you can it's been 25 years do we can we get a reimagining of the fucking maps do, from the original game how awesome would that be do we even have americans in battlefield 5 yet 
Well, you have to if you're in the Pacific. But, well, no, I mean, it could be the Anzac. That could be Anzac troops. Is Santos still here? Santos, do you know? Are the Americans in, or is Atomic here? I know he, he was playing it. Are the Americans in the game yet? I don't think they were. I think the English were there, right? I don't. I don't. I don't think the actual Americans are in in the in the battle yet. They have to be. I don't. I don't think they how are. How do you how do you, how do you say Pacific Theater and you're going to use the English and the Anzac? No, no. What understand. I'm saying is they might be coming out in this DLC, but I don't think they're in the game now. I don't think there's any American forces in the game now. It's that's depressing. How do you have a World War II game without the Americans in it? I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm happy that I'm happy the Japanese are in it because I haven't seen Japanese since World at War. Yeah. You know? Uh the show's almost done. I just wanted I wanted to go over this real fast, right? We talked about this a couple months ago and we're like I was like, there's actually a competitive league for farm simulator. So much so, it's getting so much hype that they've created their own league. Okay. It's called Farming Simulator League. Okay. This shit, they've thought this shit out better than most PvP games. Okay. Most PvP games don't even have half the shit that they Welcome thought about in this. Welcome to the FSL game mode tutorial. Okay. Over the course of this video, you will learn how to I'm play the FSL the speed game on this mode and what to look out for while playing. It all starts here in the team selection screen. Okay. You need six players to play the game. Three for Team Blue and three for Your Team Blue. sounds breaking up on your mic there, the captain. Once all six mic? players have selected a yeah. team, the pick and ban phase begins. In the lobby, the captains decide which vehicles will not it be used be because during the coming the, the video. This is called the banning phase. Every vehicle has different advantages. Some have narrow tires or are equipped with a front loader. So you get to pick your vehicle. Okay. Others are simply very fast. You get to pick your vehicle. Which tactic to execute and which tactic you want to do in the game. You got to choose your redneck colors. Here, I'll 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 put the volume down. Okay. So blue flannel or red flannel? Red, red team and blue team. Okay. Yeah, it's sped up. I did it on purpose, Duplis. I, I don't feel like sitting here for six minutes. I'm almost done with the show. So you get to pick perks for each of your teams. Once you have your perks, then they, you go into the map. Okay. The map is... Then you have to run. So you start in different vehicles. Okay. Both sides. is mirror image between everything. Then... So I picked a green tractor. You picked a white tractor. Now we have to... Chinese fire drill, jump out of the things, run over to your vehicle, and then dive or drive to the next the next the next stage. Okay. You have to run over to the, the, the next tractors as fast as you can and get into those things to grab the pieces. Cause once you have your pieces, if the other team gets in that first, it locks the one on your side so you can't have that. Okay. So you have to ru rush to the next next point. Then you take your thing and you start grading through the field. Okay, there's bonuses. Whoever gets in first, there's bridges that are on timers and stuff, so you can't always go through them. The first person to get their stuff in gets more points. You get a multiplier by the more stuff that you this put is, in. This is like the Redneck Olympics. The, exactly, exactly. It's huge. Okay, this is getting more popular than <laughs> than other other competitive leagues. This is an actual thing here. Everyone's like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah. This is an actual actual league, and they put more thought into actual competitiveness than most competitive games put in a farm simulator league, okay? We just had this a couple of months ago. That's why I was talking about this. So so basically, that's that, that's this, right? So that's all I wanted to show you. There's an actual farm simulator league uh, going on. and pretty, you, it's, it's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, new Amazon leak points to a ton of E3 game reveals. Uh, there's... It has six Bethesda dummy placeholders. We don't know what they are, uh, but uh, there's six Take-Two games. There's nine Ubisoft games. There's eight Sony games. 
I, I want to talk. I want to talk real quick about this. I think I, when is E three start next week? What day? Basically, it's technically already started with with Google Stadia. It's today. So when does it start? Like it, official... it starts officially to, uh Saturday. Saturday it starts. Saturday. Okay. That's that's the press conferences, not the actual convention. The convention starts the eleventh. Okay. Which is Monday. I was gonna say maybe we should do a show before the official before the official thing starts, so we can like just go over our our picks. I'm I'm here Sunday. Sunday at three o'clock. I'll be live. Uh, uh, Microsoft does their press conference at four. It's going to be two hours long, and yeah, then and then Bethesda. I can't get there in time. And then Bethesda does theirs at eight, uh, eight or nine o'clock at night, or eight thirty at night. I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll just blitz me on my phone with messages about what's going on. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of leaked information as far no, as Microsoft. No, let's correct that tweet. Microsoft needs to be awesome. Not going to be. Well, uh, here here's the it, thing. They better they better come out swinging, bro. They got they, there's. A, there's a report that says that Microsoft is not going to be showing the new. Well, they're, they're going to be talking about specs, but there's a report saying that the new system is not coming out for a year and a half. Okay. If this is true, Microsoft has already shit the bed. Okay. They have to have the system come out within the next seven months. Early next year, the, the latest is when this next system has to come out. If they have all this stuff, 14 games, all these things, okay, but yet they tell you that it's not coming out until November of 2020, they're dead in the water. PlayStation's ready to go. PlayStation will have their shit out before them, and they're going to lose again. They're going to lose to to, uh, to PlayStation and Sony again. Uh, they're 5-1 to one difference right now. The last six years, Sony's outsold them 5-1. to one. Microsoft has the, the whole thing to themselves to blow the fucking doors off and blow the roof off the place. And if they don't have, they, they don't capitalize on that, that's the biggest shame. Now, they are buying more companies up. Big deal. Right? Well, big deal. We don't know who those companies are yet, right? I'm just big saying. Deal. I'm just saying. You, got, be, you, you need time. You need time in the cooker. Well, to not, make these games. not if they, not if they pick up a game like uh, um, Obsidian with uh, Outer Rim or Outer World, right? They that was a big big pickup that they did last year or this year. So I'm telling you, they 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 come out with swinging with bigger bigger companies. Microsoft's got something going. Now here's the other thing: they're going to be showing Halo Infinite. Okay. Now the reports say they're not showing it running on this console. Or the next console, or the oh, Xbox One. They already said. They already said. They PC. said they're running it on PC with an Xbox controller. Okay, yep. I don't know what that means. Which, which which says a lot, man. I don't that know what that means. Lot. Like you should be showing it on the new system, right? That's that's a big missing point right there. If that's true, and they're not showing it, they're only showing it on the PC. I understand it's play anywhere, and you're you're playing it on a, on a Windows PC or whatever with my. But they gotta be showing on the new system. You gotta mention the new system, show some footage of it, and go. Oh, and by the way, it's live right now on this on the system. Boom! That's the way you make an entrance, right? Not. Oh, by the way, Halo Infinite, and that's playing on the PC, and we don't have any information about our console that's right. coming so out in November no twenty twenty. We have a game. We have a game that can only run on PC. But we don't know what our specs for the new system are gonna be. Right. Even if they tell us the specs, they have to show. Look, I'll tell you what. If the system doesn't come out in the next seven months, but they show Infinite running on the new system, and they go, "Here's the here's the specs of our new system. Here's what it is. Here's Halo Infinite. Boom, it's coming out next year, right? I'll be okay with that. But they gotta show the new games running on the new system. Have to show them on the new system. If they don't do it, then they, they they've shit the bed. So, 
this, this might be this might be the year I switch over back to PlayStation, man. If Xbox doesn't get their shit together. Oh no, I'm I'm staying with Xbox. I I mean I have a PlayStation, but I just enjoy Xbox much better. I just I I don't like the controller on on PlayStation. I just it's just. And now you can get anything anywhere. You can get any game anywhere. There's no exclusivity on, on anything anymore, as, as, especially now that Stadia's in the, thrown their hat in the ring, right? There's no Sony's never going to get exclusive deals anymore with with third party titles. They're only going to get their their first party titles because there's so many other avenues for these companies. Why would they Why would they limit themselves to to PlayStation when you have Stadia, you have the streaming service, you have all these other things? Yeah, so. That's it. That's the story. Oh, so, so PlayStation makes a fatter controller. You're in. Is that, that, is that your downfall? Um, a fatter controller. They would have to. Did I start on Xbox? No, I started on PlayStation. I started on PlayStation originally. I had a PlayStation One. Well, technically, I started on Nintendo, which technically I started on Atari. So, but yes, for PlayStation, I started out with PlayStation. I had PlayStation, PlayStation Two. Uh, then I went to Xbox One or Xbox. Sorry, Xbox. Xbox. Then I went to PlayStation 3, then I went to Xbox 360, then I had a PlayStation, you know. So, I, I've always had multiple, but I just enjoy Xbox. I just I just enjoy it more. Yeah. So, alright. That is episode 173. Generation X Gaming is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. You can follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. You can follow me at 30 and Still Gaming. You can follow the show at Gen underscore X underscore Gaming. If you're listening or watching on Facebook or YouTube, I do appreciate you. Make sure you come on over to Mixer.com slash 30 and Still Gaming. Hit that follow button. I'm trying to get to 2,000 followers to apply for partnership. Um, you can also listen to the past broadcast of Generation X Gaming on YouTube. Um, also, you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google, uh, Google Play, and Anchor.fm. Other than that, uh, we do have game night, which will be after this around 10.30. Uh, so game night will happen. I will end the stream. I'm not going to go live right away. I'm going to end the stream. i got to set up some stuff. I'm going to grab a drink of water, and then I'll be live again around like 10.20. Uh, so we're going to take a break, and I'll see you guys in a little bit. Again... Don't forget to hit that follow button or leave a review on any of the platforms and such. And share share this podcast, share this mixer.com slash 30 and still gaming with a friend. Um, email, text them. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe they would like to, to, to be included in this. Um, we will be live um, tomorrow morning. Uh, there's no stream on Saturday or no stream tomorrow night. And then Sunday, starting at 3 p.m., I will be live uh, to go over the pre-show, talk about EA's uh, conference that they had on Saturday uh, and then we'll go right into the Microsoft conference and then we'll be live pretty much all night so from 3 o'clock we'll go in we might take a break in between to have dinner and then we'll be back for the Bethesda uh, venue at night on Sunday as well and then we'll be back on Monday so I do appreciate you guys coming out and hanging out uh, we'll be back in about 20-25 minutes you guys have a good one take care guys two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.